Hello, welcome back. And today I am joined by a very, very special guest. Brooke Ferguson is from Sacramento, California, or at least she used to be. And this is the first time I've seen her more or less live uh, in probably 10 years. And the last time we get together, we literally, she said, hey, we, we should go to lunch. I'm going to tell you what I'm up for, you know. And I think you were putting a Jeep into storage for a year. <laughs> and <laughs> that's so much ancient history. You went off uh, to Thailand, started a business, started living, doing whatever you wanted to do, and figuring out how to make money uh, without having to have your uh, house in Sacramento and a job in Sacramento and a W-2 and all that kind of stuff. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and kind of, you know, how you got where you are. Absolutely. Great to see you again. Um, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it is on New Year's Eve. It'll be my 10-year anniversary of living and working and running a business abroad. Nice. So it feels like it's gone so fast and that it's a totally different life that I left from and where I am now. So it's, it's quite an adventurous story, but I think it starts kind of with my overall dissatisfaction that I had with the way that the American economy was going. Um, I grew up in a business environment when I was a child, my dad had his own business and he's always had his own company. So I learned as a young child, to think of ways to make money. And nice. <laughs> as I was kind of born into that mindset, um, I think I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, even when I was younger, I knew that I would always get my MBA and I knew that I would go out somehow into business for myself. That was just always on the plate. Um, I think part of my main prompting was in 2008 when everything went downhill especially in sacramento got hit really hard right i thought to myself how can i do this there's a whole world out there i love traveling i've been to many countries before this idea popped into my head but i hadn't seen anybody whose life i actually wanted <laughs> all of these figure heroes and all of the superstars and and then you see the business people that have really, you know, made it in their life. <clears throat> but I didn't want any of their lives, none of them. And I couldn't really figure out why. Um, actually, probably most of my life has been a little bit frustrating because I've never had the same set of rules or values or uh, goals, I think, as most people. And because of this, I've gone out and I've made my own rules and it's it's a funny way to look back at history but I know at that very moment in 2008 when I was looking at every second house having yard sales and going into foreclosure I knew that that was not a system that I could be a part of um, I had since then like before 2008 I had previously been traveling abroad uh, and I had been to Thailand and spent a lot of time in Asia, and I loved it. I knew when I was here the first time, I actually found myself in the most beautiful place in the entire world. There's oceans on either side and enormous limestone mountains that go 500 feet into the air. And I had this moment then that I thought, this is what life is. 
being in this beauty and seeing nature and having a new adventure and a new experience. And I knew that something, this was probably 17 years ago, I knew that something was going to bring me back. And I didn't know how it would play out or what or where or why. But in 2008, when I saw you last, I had a business idea and I had already started my consulting practice teaching business owners how to be more efficient with their time and make more money because my idea of efficiency is that a business owner should have more time off and right. enjoy their lives. And that was something that I know that my father struggled with greatly as a business owner. He Yeah, entrepreneurs always do. They assume that they have to work 70 hour weeks and you know, they're slaves to their clients and all that. So you started a blog called um, businessbackpacker.com. Yes. And, and that's now your whole business, right? So this is kind of the idea behind it was I was just going to blog for a little bit about my experiences. And I had no idea as new business owners really can't predict the future that it would be something that would really take off. Um, I thought oh, this is a great way for me to write. I love writing. I like getting my message across. I know it's kind of a different point of view. And this is 10 years ago, right? So people haven't really considered this as much as they do today. Now everyone wants something global and wants to work abroad. But at that point in time, everyone, <laughs> especially in Sacramento that I knew, thought I was insane. <laughs> and my family is still right. So. So when you started, uh, the, the blog had a lot of stories of you hanging out on the beach and uh, mountain climbing and this and that. So when did you start to actually figure out how to make money uh, with, rem I guess, remote consulting? Right. Well, basically, my concept when I left Sacramento was to take my existing clients that I had and put them online. So I continued my first business by just moving the same business model that I had, but online. And as I started learning about the different ways to make money online, I started sharing that with my audience as well. Um, it was very much, I would say, intertwined. Um, I was taking my business people that I had already, and then also sharing my experiences with them as I went so that they could also start to have a blog and get business and realize what it's like to work online. Um, but I would say for me, it didn't click until a few months in. So I was down here in Krabi on the beach and playing with the sand, you know, looking at the beauty around me. And I just had this thought in my head that said, you don't have to go home. <laughs> and I was shocked. Right, because the whole time in my head when I went off for this adventure, I thought I would maybe do it for a year, right? And that was, and I thought to myself, okay, okay, I've come this far. I'm I'm already here. I did have some stuff in storage, like you said, but that's fairly manageable. But the idea that I never had to go back was the whole new level of scary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and was that a little scary at first? Like you know. I, yeah. I could just do this for the rest of my life. So. Yeah, I was shocked. And I was shocked in the same way, you know, when I first had the concept come through my head of, of business backpacker, of taking business online and just working from wherever in the world. But the best ideas, I think, are a little bit shocking. Right. So um, 
is your business primarily coaching, like getting on the phone and, and chatting with people? So now you got a huge time difference. You, you and I were just chatting about that before we got online here. <laughs> you know, uh, late afternoon here is the middle of last night uh, on the West Coast, and you have clients in other places as well. I do. Yeah. So basically what I do is I have to be a little bit creative with my scheduling, um, but I have two days a week that I take on clients. And then the rest of the time I either have off or for developing my own material or for marketing, because as you know, when you have a global business, most of your time is actually spent doing marketing, uh, which is something that I'm, I'm still learning more and more about every day about new ways of automation and new ways of putting yourself out there. But I think that from any perspective, if you want to start a new business uh, and you want it to go online and, and be global, that you need to be very, I think you need to be very much aware that most of your time is going to be spent writing and marketing and doing this kind of behind the scenes stuff. It doesn't end, right? right. Yeah. Yeah building courses or creating new material. It's not something that you finish. And the more information that you're exposed to, the more you have to teach other people. Um, and with technology, I mean, it changes every day. Right. Well, it's interesting. So when I got, so I'm in Melbourne right now. Uh, when I, when I first got here, I put a thing on Facebook that said, you know, I really want to just you know, I'm like right at the edge of the, the cool district, the center business district. I'm like, I really just want to wander a few blocks down that way, find some live music, you know, enjoy myself. But I do have to teach a seminar at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> I really should be a good boy. Uh, but the point is, you have to have these habits. You know, mm -hmm. when you're, you're not just out of, of your city, your original city, you're out of your time zone, you're, you're on your own. And there's no one who's going to make you write what you have to write, do what you have to do, prep the classes. <laughs> like You have to be have enough self-control to get that stuff done. Otherwise, it absolutely won't work. I think if you're already the type of person that loves to learn new things and that if you have the type of mentality to share and help other people, that's a really winning combination. Um, I don't write my blog posts for myself. I write them for my audience. And I feel like my hope is, is that they'll get something out of it. Um, I'm also really driven to learn. I love learning new things. And I didn't know really anything about what I was doing as far as technology when I started my business online. But I dove into it and I learned WordPress and I learned how to blog and I started reaching out and making a small community of people that I liked and trusted and we shared links and did interviews with each other. And we learned kind of as a pack what we were doing and how we were going to figure this out. And then actually it's really funny because I started working for bigger and bigger companies and kind of fell a little bit out of the loop of the digital nomad scene. Right. Um, because at a certain point, you do become an expat. Uh, if you've been living away for long enough, you're no longer a nomad, you're an expat. <laughs> so, so, uh, so how do you deal with finances? For example, do people, do you have a bank account in Thailand and, and people like wire you money there? To, is that how you get paid or PayPal or? I've had, I would say a variety of different ways of being paid. Um, 
in Thailand, you can have a Thai uh, PayPal account linked to yourself. You can also, I have an account in America and an account linked there. I've done direct payments. Sometimes people pay um, just in cash if it's, you know, a local person that needs some help because there's not a lot of people in the town that I live in that are very IT savvy. Um, and then I've had other companies, you know, wire me money to a different account. So it, it really depends. Um, sometimes if you're working longer term, like if I'm doing a year long contract for somebody, you need to actually get on their payroll and get a work permit and get put into the system. Right. So that's also an alternative that works well if you're doing longer term work, especially if you're working abroad. Um, but it's interesting because there's a lot of visa rules that come into play as well. Um, you can't be forever living in a country and not having the right kind of permit and visa. Right. So depending on what I've needed to do to make sure that I can be legal and under the right jurisdiction of whatever country that I'm in, I do that. Right. Absolutely. So did you start with like a three month visa and then I did. figure out yeah. what you needed to do? <laughs> you fly into Thailand, you get 30 days automatically. And then after that, you fly back out to any of the neighboring countries and they'll have uh, the Thai embassy. So you go to their embassy and you fill out the paperwork and then they'll issue you, it's like a 90 day visa. And then you can extend that for an additional 30 days. So that's as a tourist, you're not meant to be working, but if your work is online, there's a gray area. Right. And there kind of always has been. Actually, they had a commissioner uh, say that it's okay to be a digital nomad in Thailand. And then there was a huge influx of people that came to work here. And now they're going into a lot of these uh, working cafes and really drilling them about their visas and what kind of no. That's So it's always changing. And what I've found is that I can set up and live here as a base, but I should always sort of have a little bit of a backup plan or a side plan to go somewhere else and spend time outside of the country because you can't technically live here year round on a tourist visa. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is the goal to sometime, I mean, you've been there 10 years for goodness sake, right? Is, is the goal to get permanent residence? Well, I will be 42 next year, and then I just have eight more years until I can get a retirement visa. So, <laughs> <laughs> the way that I was looking at it, actually, I moved up to Bangkok a few years ago because I was thinking to continue the work that I was doing with bigger companies and working with uh, expansion, people that want to expand throughout Asia. And that was really a great experience as far as getting more information as far as setting up businesses abroad and how to franchise and how to expand globally. But I missed this one-on-one, -on -one, having a conversation with somebody, seeing immediate results. There's so much that you can do as a small business, especially on if you're like an individual person going global, that you can't do as a business coming in, trying to set up and go global and expand. So, I really, for me, I've really been trying to figure out, okay, how do I set this up as a long-term situation, like you're saying? So I thought, okay, I'll go and work for bigger companies 
and get my work permit and do that for 10 years, work in this you know, big industry type setting. And I hated it. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. I love sleeping in and not having an alarm clock. And I love waking up and going out to the beach and jogging along the ocean. And, and Bangkok is a whole different world experience. Yeah. That's there are way too many people there. <laughs> so, um, so you have a product that you are offering. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So when I first started my business, um, after I graduated with my MBA, I was trying to organize all of the things that business owners needed to know. I have one superhero skill and that is to amass a load of information, take everything and distill it down into simple usable steps and then give these to people so that they only have one thing at a time to focus on but then the result is that they're going to spend more time doing what they love less time spinning their wheels and having this you know anxiety of i know i need to do something because i'm a business owner but i don't know what to do repeat and then making more money so getting them positioned into their niche and since i have the opportunity to do this for so many years and run businesses online for now 10 years it's helped me to really identify the original model that I built for small business owners and then adapt it towards people that want to expand their clientele and work online. So nice. the whole process that I built, it's valued at $600, but right now I'm giving it away for free. And why and are you doing that? <laughs> the reason is because I've done everything in my life I've ever wanted to do. As of two years ago, I finished my bucket list. It's done. I've been everywhere in the world I've wanted to go. I've seen every piece of art I've wanted to see. I've you know, climbed mountains and dove into seas and done everything. And the thing is, is what I didn't really do is push this program out to the world. I've been a bit of a shy person and people don't believe that when they know me. But <laughs> All of the people that live in this town that know me know that I, I am an introvert and I am shy and I'd rather be reading a book than out talking about a book. So my next way to grow is to focus 100% of my efforts on marketing what I already have and what I've been giving to people um, in this paid course previously that I can put it out there for free and more people can benefit from it. And obviously some of them will hire you for coaching. Right, absolutely. I mean, it is definitely something that I'm using as a marketing tool, but what I've realized is instead of just giving things to people as I think that they need them, to just put everything out there, people will be attracted to the material, they'll want to learn more. They can do it on their own 100%. It's set up where they sign up for the course, they get a weekly video, they have access to the same information and the same uh, downloads that my clients have. But the difference is, is that they're doing it on their own. So it gives people an entry point to start and to finish the program on their own if they want to learn everything all by themselves. Where I've found that most people get stuck is on the technology. So Do you spend a lot of time on that? I do. 
Yeah, so part of what I help my clients do is to streamline these activities and these business processes and worksheets and things that we're doing to identify their niche and find their target market and determine where they are in, in the long tail and where they can center and focus in on to make money. But doing that with another human is a little bit easier than people doing it by themselves. Right. So, you know, what's interesting is because I know you from a very specific networking connection in Sacramento, so many people grow their businesses by word of mouth. And that means it's this networking group, this meetup group, this tweet up group or whatever. And then a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, but you clearly are not going to meetups in anywhere. <laughs> so, so how do you do the word of mouth? How do you, how do you grow your business with networking when you, you're so far away from most of your clients? Well, it's all online. So every day, you guys are all doing things on a global level. Facebook is global. Uh, when you're on Messenger, you can use that internationally. Facebook groups are fantastic. LinkedIn, you can join other groups from other countries. I mean, now the line between business being local and business being global is, it's a very small line to cross. And I'm sure as you found, it's, it's not too different doing business abroad as it is doing it back home. But you, you just reach out the same way you do with networking. You reach out to people, you make personal connections, you join their groups, you find you know, who the leaders are in those groups, you start talking to them because I typically have always identified a bit more with leaders of groups and followers of groups. And then you connect and you help each other out. Same thing as I did in Sacramento when I was doing networking there. I had a group of people that I respected and then we passed business to each other and everybody wins. So I think if you're going in with the attitude that you want to connect and help others and answer questions on forums and offer tools to people that need advice and you're a resource, not that you're just kind of coming in and going to sabotage some group or anything, but that right. you can provide information for people that they can use every day, then they start coming back for more. So are you still a one-person shop with lots of outsourcing? Or what, uh, how are you organized? That way. I really prefer it that way. I've, I've had employees, I've managed groups and teams at one point with the business that I was helping with in Malaysia. It was overseeing 300 people. I prefer to basically, if I need to know something, I want to learn it because I typically will have to teach it later. Right? right. So if I go through the learning process myself of how to set something up, it's more of an asset to my clients. Right. If I can't do something or I don't have the time for it, or if it's something I don't enjoy, I delegate it. It's gone. I worked with virtual assistants and I have them do the work that I don't want to do or that I don't have time to do. And then as far as the overall expansion, um, I have a blog and most of the people that find me like discovery channel, uh, did a TV show on me. I've got, um, actually I just spoke yesterday with a lady in Spain where NASA is sponsoring an event and they want me to come and teach people find you, which is the opposite way of when you're networking in person, you have to go find them. Right. But if you have 
the information and it's already out there and it's interesting and it's worthwhile, then people start coming to you. And I love that because it's more efficient. Right. So does your book help people become the expert? Because I mean, really the, what happens is NASA isn't going and looking for you. Like I need somebody living in Taiwan to come all the way to Spain, right? They're looking for some certain skill set, and when they went looking for that, you popped up, right? So, so they they didn't know they were looking for you, but they were looking for you. Right. So, uh, so how do you help people like become an expert so that that happens? I believe that everyone already is. You're already an expert even before you started you know, with publishing your book and doing all this speaking and going around the world and traveling, you knew this stuff before, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it was in your head and you knew it and it was something you believed in with your gut and it took some time to pull it out of your brain and organize it on the paper and put it into a strategic way that other people could understand it and present it and market it and get it out but you already knew what was going on. <laughs> okay. So you help people tease that out and figure out like, what I'm, are you an expert at? I'm like an extraction tool. I help <laughs> download. I do like a massive CSV export of their brain. <laughs> and then I take all of the bits that could make money and put them together. And then I, I put it in the model that, equals the lifestyle that they want to have. Right. So do you think everyone could do the kind of thing that you're doing? Or do you think that there are just some personalities where it just wouldn't be a good fit? I think I'm the most unlikely candidate for living the life that I lead. I'm not a person that loves media. I'm an introvert. I'm, uh, I have to learn and work in a completely quiet setting, uh, which isn't really that you know, conducive to travel and crowds and everything like that. I think what you have to know really well is you have to know yourself. And you can set up environments for yourself to work anywhere in the world. I think that anyone can do what I'm doing for sure. Absolutely. And I think that you just have to be motivated. So you, you need to find what that motivation is. For me, it was always I wanted to see the world. I don't understand the world unless I can, can touch it. Right. I need to actually have, you know, this is a lamp and I can feel it. And <laughs> you know, here's my, my poster. And when I was taught history and travel and everything in, in high school and in college, it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't understand how there could be you know, different people that were humans living in all these different parts of the world that did everything differently, but they still gave birth and grew up and went through puberty and, and died. So how is that possible? And, and for me, I wanted to see that. That's like one of my really big driving points in life is to experience different people and different cultures and understand the world and, and touch it and see it and feel it and and know what the world is like. And now I know that. <laughs> yeah. well, you may not want to hear this, but you're still extremely young. So, you know, if you think about it, you know, don't look at 50. Look at the fact that you could be doing this till you're 80. <laughs> so, you're, you're barely halfway there. So, 
Um, so what exactly will people get if they sign up? So it's totally free. We're going to put the link here. They just go there and they put in their name and their email and boom, what do they get? So immediately what you'll do is you'll get signed up for the course and you'll get the video campaign. Um, the videos will prompt you once a week to do one video, just learning it, and then one worksheet in the workbook that you get. You can download it and then you can write in the worksheet itself and then save it. Um, the first section is time, so it focuses on time management, which everybody hates time management. Everybody hates it, okay? I'm just going to be honest about that right now. But it is the most absolutely important thing that a business owner can do, and especially if you're working online, because how easy is it to just start surfing around Facebook? Oh, instead yeah. of especially working? today, yeah. <laughs> the lost so, cause. I help people build in time blocks and a schedule to get them to where they really want to go with their business. Then we look at the finances. So how do you finance a business? How do you set it up? What are your break-even points? Where's your business going to go? Is it going to operate online? What's your cost? What's your overhead? How do you figure out your different milestones for growth or for getting help? If you want to outsource or if you want to hire, the idea for this model is it's like a plug and play. You plug all of your information into it, and it's going to equal the business and life that you want. So how long does it take to go through? I have a total of 42 videos. Um, wow. Most of the videos, yeah. <laughs> it's so that's most of a year. It's like everything that I learned in 30 years into small videos. So yeah. <laughs> um, no, you can do it one week at a time, and it's spread out you're going to experience results each week if you do the activity. So it isn't that a year later you get some enormous result, like you right. experience the growth as you go. But for me, I want to give people the, the full package and the reality of what it takes. So I go through all the different sections. Uh, each video is typically under 15 minutes and it usually doesn't take more than I would say 15 minutes to half an hour to do most of the workbook activities or the items on a checklist. So you can kind of get in quick and dirty, get out, and then you've learned something about yourself, you've moved your business forward, and you can move on to the next video and activity. Some people prefer to do them in sequence, kind of right away and, and get a bit more results. Um, so that's why I've opened the program up. All the videos are on YouTube. And you can download them that way, or you can just watch them whenever you want to, stream them in. And the access to the workbooks, same thing. When you do sign up, though, you will just get one video a week automatically emailed because I found that that keeps people on track. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's easy to put it off, put it off, and then you get a pile of uh, unwatched videos and worksheets and whatever. So, And is there there's an activity with each video? Exactly. So you watch the video and then you do something with it. And then as long as you're implementing these strategies in your business, you will experience more growth and you will experience more of the life that you want because most business owners put themselves last. They lack boundaries and they lack having a specific vision in mind for what their life is supposed to look like. They have a vision of, you know, some hypothetical successful business that will hypothetically give them some kind of lifestyle that they may or may not want. But it takes a very self-aware person to really do some work and figure out what do they really want and what do they really want every day of their life to look like. 
And after having done this myself for 12 years, I have experienced everything I've wanted to do. And now I'm just bringing it to scale. Very cool. So uh, also we want to point people to your blog. And, yeah. and what can they expect from your blog? So I have done a series of different interviews with other professionals that have been successful working online and building their business from anywhere in the world. A lot of these professionals started out with, same as me and same as you, with a business that was locally based. And they just had this, you know, idea that wouldn't go away. What if I took this to the next level? <laughs> Could I take this to the next level? How can I make this something a little bit more global? I think too, as people become more specialized in their fields, they start to focus in really on, on what they're good at and their own philosophy of business. And I focus a lot on that on the blog. So I do business tips, uh, interviews with other people that are successful working online. I have a lot of philosophical and mindset-based posts because for me, the, the shift was more changing the way that I thought than it was doing something different. Right. I'm still doing the same thing that I would if you and I were sitting and having lunch together. But I'm doing it from Thailand and you're in Australia and yeah. we're using the internet, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I talk a lot about mindset and philosophy and just trying to also put a positive spin on business because a lot of times it can feel really overwhelming and people feel suffocated by all of the things that they need to do. So my job is always to try to fix people's problems and answer questions and find new innovative solutions to things that business owners face every day. Very cool. Well, I think that's about it. I do have one last question that you're probably not prepared for. So <laughs> what would you say is, <laughs> what is the hardest thing that you had to do to, to make this happen? What's the most difficult thing that you had to deal with? I think the hardest thing to do, especially when you're traveling and working abroad, is to set boundaries with the people that are in your life. Because no one that I know that I'm friends with actually understands my job. They go to work and when they finish work, their work is finished. And they just don't think that I really go to work or that <laughs> I work or that my work is ever starting or finishing. So quite often I'm the person that people want to, oh, can you help me with this? Or can you meet me for lunch? Or can, what about next week? Can we go to Singapore? Um, I think the hardest part is to learn to really educate other people on your work style and that even if you're out doing something, you might be writing a blog post about it or you might need some processing time alone to you know, come up with your next idea or video or concept or work. Right. Well, I know. I mean, what, you see me on Facebook. I don't put pictures on Facebook of me sitting at a desk for 12 hours. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> so, so people see, you know, because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in uh, Melbourne, so I'm going to wander around and take pictures and enjoy right. myself. Uh, they don't see the work piece of it. Exactly. So that is, that is a very good point. So, all righty. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I'll put links on here for people to check out your blog and, and your book, your course. Yes, please sign up. And then if you have any questions, if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur that's interested, then feel free to use my contact page and message me and then I'll get back to you as soon as I can. 
Very good. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks, Carol. Okay, bye-bye.